Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right, my friends. Tuned into America's Home for Conservative, Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. It's good to be here. Thank you for joining us. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Thoughts, questions, uh, opinions, feedback, adoration, praise. Always accept that email address. In fact, I got a message. It wasn't through email there was a message i got through through facebook somehow that i might get to later on because i just feel like it might be helpful i tell folks sometimes when i get messages i say you know what i might talk about this on the show because instead of just you know it might be something the rest of the audience i uh, wants to hear about as well so time permitting we'll do that in fact today's a day as i've it, there's been a kind of an accumulation of things that I've not been able to get to that I want to get to. And given that we are at a point now, we're at a point now where you, you've seen, you've probably seen uh, Katanji Brown Jackson is all but assured of being the next Supreme Court Justice of the United States. And I want to talk about this a little bit. I want to talk about some things that I didn't get to during her nomination process, during the hearing and the back-and-forth questions, and, of course, her inability to define even what a woman is, which is patently absurd. The idea, the idea that today's Democrat Party is the party of science, the party of smart people, the party that is progressive, well, not in the true sense of the word progressive. You know, pro- progress means you have to be moving towards something that is, that's an improvement on the status quo. It's not progress. It just to be moving aimlessly, moving from something good to something broken, and that is the direction the left takes us today. They're progressing towards something, actually regressing towards something. There is no progress in this country, true, legitimate progress. What there is, is a movement, a constant movement away from the things that we know to be true towards those things um, that are not good and edifying and true and beneficial and hopeful and helpful and all those sorts of things. It's not the direction that this country um, is going. And so, anyway, that's that's the direction of the general, you know, the, the general movement of the Democrat Party today, and arguably of the United States because of the people we have placed in power. We're moving. We're moving. Moving quickly. Right, we're moving at a radical speed. They're radical ideas, and we're moving to accept them at breakneck speed. And there's really no desire to take the foot off the pedal. <clears throat> and I've shared some reasons for this. I don't want to repeat what we talked about recently, but I think the main reason, 
I really do. I well, there's a couple of reasons, but I think they all get they kind of intertwine. You have people that fundamentally hate this country, um, but that begs the question: Why do they hate this country? I think they hate this country because this country was actually built upon truth. This country, and I'm going to get to Katanji Brown Jackson. In fact, with this next statement, it's going to lead into something I've been wanting to talk about with her for some time. Our founders, our founders said, "Hey, you know what? The rights that we have don't come." From government. These rights come from God. And I am telling you, as certain and as surely as I am sitting here behind this microphone today, exactly what I'm made to do, to do, as surely as I'm sitting here, I am absolutely telling you that there is a um just an immediate response to that that's negative by the left. There is that they, they the radical left. They, there are people who hear that that this nation was founded upon the idea that this that that rights come from God and not from government, and this whole idea of natural rights, which, which again is leading me towards this Katanji Brown Jackson situation. Um, that is utterly terrifying to people. And some people hate this country because of that. Some people hate this country because when it's built upon truth, truth is a bright beacon, a bright light. It dispels the darkness. Darkness does not like the light. Darkness does not like the truth. It likes it when the truth is silenced, when the truth is covered up, hidden in the corner so that that light doesn't shine and expose the things that they embrace, that they find to be good, which of course are not at all good. They don't like that. They run from that at absolutely all, at all costs. And so there's this animosity, there's this hatred. Um, Plus, you couple that with the fact that a lot of these folks think that and again, these things are all, these ideas are all intertwined. But some people think, what do you mean we should let people live as this God, which they don't believe there is a God, as this God created them to live? I'm, they, people think that they're God. People think that if they're elected to political office and the rest of us schmucks would simply do what we're told and accept their authority over our lives whether it's wearing masks, getting the vaccine, you know, paying exorbitant amounts of taxes, whether it's being told which flag to put on your Facebook profile for the week or which cause to get behind, they want to tell us what matters in life. And they don't like this idea of individual thought, especially when those individuals are influenced by someone, in the case of the Christian faith, the faith that someone is a God that actually tells us sometimes to do things that are contrary to the things they're telling us to do. Oh, they don't like that one bit. In fact, it reminds me a lot, reminds me a lot of how uh, the religious leaders responded uh, to, to Jesus. Um, they, you know, they, they were very mindful of how, well, the political 
consequences, the Roman government was anyway, of how the people were going to respond. That's that's why, you know, when Jesus came, how the people were going to respond to to the government. A lot of people expected Jesus to be a revolutionary in that sense. And so, anyway, he, he, he wasn't. He didn't come to overthrow the government. In fact, he was, they tried to trap him. They gave him a, a coin at the time, and they said, um, you know, well, at first they asked him, who do we, um, you know, who's, who's, do we give this, does this belong to Caesar or does this belong, you know, to God? Do we pay taxes, basically? And Jesus, Jesus said that, you know, give me the coin whose image is on this coin. And he said, render the things under, uh, unto Caesar that are Caesar's and to God, which are God's. But the truth is, the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And so there's a there's layers of meaning here in some of these some of these encounters. But my the, the larger point here is that there this nation was built upon truth, and you of course don't have to accept the truths of Christianity or have a relationship with Jesus. I do hope that you do, but you don't have to do that to be to be American. But it's undeniable that those truths. That is the foundation upon which this nation, the, those Judean Christian principles and beliefs. And there's people that hate that. They hate that with an utter passion. They don't want anything to do with that. They don't want to have to think about there being a God that they've that they're going to be accountable to. They don't want to think about in terms of right and wrong, and that that morality comes. Uh, that morality is based upon the nature of God. They don't like that. They don't like that at all, and they they know it to be true inside. They know that there is a God, and so, but they don't want to accept that, so they fill their head with all sorts of things that say, hey, I don't want to think about that, and I don't want you. I don't want your life to have <laughs> to do anything that reminds me of that, and so there's this attempt to pull down, uh, you know, to, to, to dismantle the American system, which again, I'm not saying is a, do not misunderstand me. I'm not saying that this nation was set up to be um, any sort of religious, you know, form of government. It just respected and recognized that we were created in the image of God and that our, our rights came from God and not from government. This is a terrifying proposition to some. And so natural, natural law you know, natural, our natural rights and natural law are kind of built upon that that very that very notion. And so, with that being said, a couple of uh, late late last week, Ted Cruz, who's on the Senate Judiciary Committee, after the questions, after the the actual hearing for Katanji Brown Jackson had been held, he had written a question and requested her answer. And the question goes like this. Please explain in your own words the theory prevalent among members of the Founding Fathers' generation that humans possess natural rights that are inherent or inalienable. That was one of the questions. So Katanji Brown Jackson responds... um, responds by saying the theory that humans possess inherent or inalienable rights is reflected in the Declaration of Independence, which states 
which states that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator, capital C, with certain unalienable rights that among those, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. She then goes on to say, let me make sure that I that I read the full response here. I don't want to skip something. Bear with me here. I've uh, I was reading it from an article, but I just want to make sure I, I read the whole snippet um, of her actual of her actual response. So, boy, this thing is low. There we go. It's loading quite uh, quite slowly. So, uh, then there's a follow up question after her response, which she basically decided the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, the, this this idea that we hold inherent or inalienable rights comes from the Declaration of Independence, and then she quotes it. And so the follow-up question was, do you hold a position on whether individuals possess natural rights? Yes or no? The response is, it's not surprising, but to see this in writing in black and white, typed out, I guess I should say, typed up like like Biden's notes when he's before a press conference. He probably writes on his hand, too, a Sharpie, for all we know. But there's also little written, printed-out response cards so that he knows how to tell us about Putin or whatever the, the storyline of the day is. But she says this, I do not hold a position on whether individuals possess natural rights. And you that... You know, there, I mentioned that uh, she's going to be confirmed. There's three Republicans that have said they're going to vote for her confirmation. They include Mitt Romney, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski. When it came out of committee in the Senate, it was 11 to 11. No Republicans came uh, to vote for her nomination to go to the full Senate floor, and all the Democrats did, and so... The whole Senate had to basically get together and and say we're going to advance this nomination to the full floor of the Senate, where she will almost certainly be confirmed. But I'm telling you, as surely as I am sitting here today, that this, to me, of all the other things that we heard, this is, and there's some problematic things, obviously, her ability to think and reason was exposed um, in a very practical way when she could not identify or define the term woman. Um, but this, this to me, takes the cake. This should disqualify anyone immediately. When they disagree with the Declaration of Independence, let that sink in. She is openly disagreeing with the Declaration of Independence. She is openly disagreeing with the Founding Fathers and the ideas, the very bedrock principle ideas, foundation upon which this nation was built, upon which the Constitution was written. She has a fundamental difference of opinion, or I guess she doesn't She doesn't care. She's basically saying, I don't care. I don't care about natural rights. Um, this, to me is a an, an automatic disqualifier because the reason is this individual and 
I only have to say this part because of what I'm going to play next segment or potentially the segment after that, which is Joy Reid, who, of course, <laughs> predictably, predictably saying the reason that uh, people are not voting for her is because they're racist. This is so stupid to me. It's, I mean, we literally have Clarence Thomas. It, it's just stupid. Joy Reid is either the most misinformed person on planet Earth or she is a deliberate deceitful professional deceiver who is trying to stir up the dissensions amongst the American people by telling them people don't want to vote for her because she's black. That is absolutely positively pathetic. It is, it exposes her inabilities to critically think and present arguments. She goes to the lowest common denominator here when there's clearly much more reasonable explanations for opposition to to this nominee, as I've just stated, a very fundamentally important difference than than her race. So I'm going to talk about that as well. But this is an automatic disqualifier. We have someone now who's going to be on the Supreme Court. I think Ted Cruz, others have said this too. They expect her to be the most radical justice on the court, which is saying a lot when we have the likes of Sonia Sotomayor and Elena Kagan on there. But this is, this is again, this is something that's been sitting there for a few days um, that I haven't been able to get to. I wanted to get to it, especially since she's about to be confirmed, and also because of the soundbite I'm going to play in the next segment, which is Joy Reid basically accusing anyone who doesn't want to just nominate or you know to approve this nomination uh, without asking any questions whatsoever she accuses them of being racist but anyone who says that they do not have a position on individual or natural rights i mean they are un well that that is a fundamental fundamental position of of how our government was was established of it's a bedrock principle it's it's intertwined throughout the the constitution and if she doesn't understand this she's not going to have a problem if the state if the federal government tries to take more power under their purview take more of people's liberties and freedoms because they want to if she doesn't see that we have rights that come from god that are not simply <laughs> blessed by a uh, by the government, that are not granted by the government. She's going to have a hard time of making sense about a lot of issues. They're absolutely our natural rights. Our country, our nation, our founding documents sometimes outright state that, but you can see the, uh, the, the what do I want to say, the, you, you can see that idea interwoven throughout the constitution. I'm really long in this segment, but I just this is this is what we're dealing with, folks. This is what we're dealing with and we're just a little bit over 1 year into a 4-year term. So, it highlights the importance of winning this midterm election, which of course Republicans are in a great position to do, assuming, well, I don't want to get into that. Dare I get uh, censored? But yeah, it, it brings in the questions about election integrity. That's for that's for certain. So, that being said, quick time out, my friends. Come back, play the soundbite from Joy Reid, 
and uh, continue going through some of the issues of today. Right now, talking about Katanji Brown Jackson, her in, uh, imminent um, confirmation to be the next Supreme Court Justice of the United States. Quick time out, back here in just a minute. By the way, program brought to you in part by our friends at Moeller Printing. In fact, I actually, yesterday, we did a little bit of a, uh, our next television shoot at Shepherd Community. Jay and I sat down to talk a little bit more about inflation and how that affects people in, uh, well, in the community that they're trying to, to help serve those who are trying to break the cycle of poverty. So I sat down with Jay and talked about that and talked about some of the the ways they're trying to both address, help people in the near term, but also in the long term, because some of these jobs that are available today are not going to be available maybe in 12 months. Um, anyway, after that meeting, went over to Moeller. Moeller's just a little bit down the road from Shepherd. They're on the near east side of Indianapolis. Sat down and met with uh, my friend Chuck. Um, he has helped me with projects in the past when I was uh, with our other business. And anyway, if you have a business, if you're looking to get some printing services done, I encourage you to consider reaching out to our friends at Moeller Printing in Indianapolis. Be sure you tell them you heard about them here on the Todd Huff Show. So before the break, I had shared with you that. There is, well, there's general lunacy when you watch um, the Joy Reid. What is this show called? I don't even know what it's called. Um, the Readout. I mean, this is actually pathetic. The analysis she gives here is literally, it requires no ability. It requires, I think, a desire to simply use your position, use your, you know, your platform to demonize those who don't agree with you. Because this is flat out stupid. This is what this is. I, I've got no other words for this <clears throat> other than to say that this is stupid. This is dangerous. Um, I try not to, I really do try to be fair I really do. I'm much more fair than than the mainstream media. But she's either deliberately misleading people and being a professional deceiver, like the rest of the folks at MSNBC and the media, or she is literally the most misinformed person uh, in media today. I just want you to listen to this. I shared with you the reason that I would not... Um, can vote to confirm Katanji Brown Jackson to the Supreme Court. Just listen to this take. This is astonishing. It's not, it's predictable, but it's still astonishing to hear. Listen to this. Just the last few minutes, the nomination of Judge Katanji Brown Jackson, who will become the first black woman to serve on the Supreme Court, passed yet another key hurdle. Although not the way it normally not happens. The way. Normally, the Judiciary Committee advances the nomination to the full Senate for a confirmation vote. But because no Republican senator on the committee broke ranks, there was a tie, and it was left to the full Senate to accomplish that task. Mm-hmm. And know that that was deliberate. 
The 11 Republicans on the Senate Judiciary Committee want you and especially their base to know which side of history they are on. If Judge Jackson is confirmed, I believe she will prove to be the most extreme and the furthest left justice ever to serve on the United States Supreme Court. Very possibly true. Judge Jackson remains more of a defense attorney for criminals from the bench than a judge. I have concerns that Judge Jackson will be pinch hitting for one team or the other. I asked her to define the word woman. The fact that she couldn't or wouldn't answer that question speaks volumes. I'll vote no. I'm the first first time I've ever voted against any Supreme Court nominee. But there is some bipartisanship here. Tonight, okay, Senators Lisa Murkowski and Mitt Romney joined Senator Susan Collins in announcing their support for Judge Jackson's nomination. While Judge Jackson's confirmation is assured, today's committee deadlock vote puts Judge Jackson in the same company as Justice Clarence Thomas and Robert Bork as the only nominees in the past 47 years to Both not be voted out of that committee favorably. Again, that yeah. is on do purpose. Those? They do not want soon-to-be Justice Jackson on that court as a black woman there we go. unscathed. But unlike Thomas and Bork, Judge Jackson is neither an extremist nor accused of sexual harassment. Not extremist. Folks, it is extremist. I I completely would love to to have a conversation with her about this. How is it not extremist to want to be a a justice on the highest court in the land? Actually, any judge, any position as judge, county level, local level, federal, appellate, whatever. Any judge position whatsoever, if you do not believe in natural, you know, this idea that we receive our rights from God and not from government, that is an, that is, (laughs) that is anti-American. How do you, what do you mean that's not, that's not radical? What is it about Clarence Thomas that's radical? And by the way, for those who don't like Clarence Thomas, is it because they're racist? I, I literally get one of puke when I hear this stuff. This is inflammatory. This is false. This is phony. This is distracting. This is the sort of thing that you do when you're in a position like Joy Reid or the Democrat Party or others in the media when you literally have no other what argument that you can make. This is what you do. You go to the race card, and they go quickly to the race card or to the gender card, but then they, they don't know if they can go to the gender card because they can't even explain to us why Kataji Brown Jackson is a woman to begin with because they can't define it. This is beyond, we have reached the point where people act like the smartest people in the room, the people that are being nominated for Supreme Court justice you know, positions on the U.S. Supreme Court, the smartest, most learned, most profound thinkers and, you know, people who have an incredible ability to listen to information, analyze it, and come up with a solution, uh, you know, a, a decision that makes sense. They literally have handed that or are going to hand that to someone who cannot define something your three-year-old can do. They cannot define what a woman is. And I don't even think that's the biggest deal. The biggest deal is to say that she has no position on natural rights. This should be an automatic disqualifier for anyone who understands 
what this nation was founded upon, how it, what what the framework, what the 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 basis, the foundation for the Constitution, and of course the Declaration, what that all meant, why the founders did what they did. It is a fundamentally important anchor to the society, this idea that we possess natural rights granted us by Almighty God, not Almighty government. And she cannot even take a position on that. This is that's the reason why, Joy Reed, for me. And you'll forgive me if I say that the anything questioning her race, gender is completely hogwash. It's moronic. It's completely missing the point, and I would dare say intentionally here, because you don't want to have a debate on whether or not natural rights are a real thing. I'd love it. Bring it any day of the week. Quick time out, my friends. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. So, lots of things I want to get to here. Um, but we'll put the Katanji Brown Jackson confirmation aside. I went through that. This is again. This is how they do it. They, the radical left, which people like Joy Reid, people like other uh, figures in in the media, people in the Democratic Party's leadership. Those are folks that are going to push these silly narratives because they don't want to have a debate on that. That's that's rooted in truth and that has context. And so it's, it's much easier to say that Republicans are trying to stop the first black female Supreme Court justice from getting through the nomination process unscathed. That's what they want to do. They want to harm her. Which, for what reason? You know, once Katanji Brown-Jackson is Supreme Court justice, she's not going to have to run again. That's just not how that works. You're appointed for life. So what's, what's the point? What's the point here? If the point is, look, I will grant that politics was played, as it always is, with the Supreme Court nomination. I think Republicans use this as an opportunity um, to try to get through to the American people what this election was about. And they could highlight that by highlighting some of the crazy things that Kataji Brown Jackson believes. Namely, she doesn't know what a woman is. That's just the, at the top of the list. And then, of course, there's those who say, well, let's look at her her record as far as uh, sentencing for people who were involved in um, you know, sex crimes and so forth with, uh, with, with children. Well, there's, of course, problems there and things to be concerned with as well. Um, but just because they're trying to make a political point doesn't also mean that there's not legitimate reasons to oppose this nomination. And to suggest that it's because she's black, again, is beyond... I, I, you know, I just point to Clarence Thomas, and I look at what his confirmation process was was like back in 1991, which he referred to as a high tech lynching. By the way, Biden was on that Senate Judiciary Committee, one of the leaders on that committee, and you look at what Biden did uh, to Clarence Thomas, um, <laughs> infinitely worse than anything. Katanji Brown Jackson had to contend with. She had to answer questions that may have seemed like they were coming out of left field. But unfortunately, in today's world, 
those things turn uh, turn out to matter because justices from the bench can just arbitrarily declare whatever they want, and no one seems to be willing to try to stop this, uh, and we seem to just go along with the game of letting there be activist Supreme Court justices. So it's almost guaranteed now, and it was from the beginning too, let me be, let me be clear. Um, so I'm not surprised by this, um, but there's three Republicans that are going to vote for her confirmation, Romney, Susan Collins, and Lisa Murkowski, which again is also not surprising, but that's, that's really all I want to say about that for the time, the time being. Okay, so other things in the news I want to get to. i got to take a time out here, but I know that there's been some talk about Elon Musk, who has now become the majority, well, he's the majority shareholder of Twitter. He doesn't own a majority of the company, but he has, what's the right way of saying that? He is the, he owns the most shares of anyone who owns shares of Twitter. He owns 9.2%, I think is what the number is. When this when this transaction happened, they're going to offer him a seat uh, at, at the board of directors, which could get interesting. I've seen reports that he had, he had a conversation, or I, it, I don't want to get into all that, but it could be interesting. Is the point? I got I got a timeout to get to here. It could be interesting to see what happens. Some people are saying, "Hey, this may actually give us hope that Donald Trump, for example, can suddenly come back onto Twitter um, because of Elon Musk's position and all of that." So that's going on out there. I just wanted to comment. I am aware of it. Um, I I don't know how that's... He can certainly put pressure on this to happen, but I don't know that anything anything will happen. But it is interesting, isn't it, to see to see this uh, this take place. And I like Elon Musk. He's he's an interesting guy. Um, he's quite eccentric. Um, he's like I said, interesting and maybe a little. Uh, odd in certain ways, but brilliant guy. I mean, and and he he defends liberty. I it's it's much needed. I kudos to people like this who stand up and who, uh, in the face of all the pressure, all the politicians, media figures, other folks in corporate America that are bowing down to the almighty government, he doesn't seem to do that. So there it is. Quick time out, my friends. Come back and. Get to a couple of other things here and what time we have left on the program. Be back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. You know, I've gone back and forth here whether or not I wanted to... um, I'm going to save this for another day. I just don't think I can get into it today the way that the way that I should, um, just because, and I had I had someone write me who listens to the program, likes the program, had a problem with something that I uh, that I said. It was really something in passing, but I just and as I was formulating a response to this to James, that's who who wrote in. I I told James, you know what, I might talk about this on the program today. If we have time, but I just, I don't think that I do. So I'm going to, I'm going to hold, I'm going to hold that. Raise your hand if you know who Anna Navarro is. 
Oz, I don't see your hand going up. You know Anna Navarro, don't you? She's a CNN contributor. Um, saw this uh, at American New, uh, AmericanWireNews.com. Someone had seen her on a flight, um, which is it, <laughs> just it's just interesting to me. They tweeted this is on the Washington Free Beacon's uh, Twitter page. Headline, well, the tweet reads as follows. CNN journalist Anna Navarro was spotted on a flight wearing an American Needs Journalists sweatshirt, shunning the airline's mask mandate in first class. So she's sitting there without a mask mandate. Uh, without, I should say, without wearing her mask and not following the mask mandate. In fact, they've gone through and shown some of her um, former tweets. Um, in fact, here's one from May of, of 2021. This is almost a year old. She tweets out, for those, uh, I'm going to have to use a different word than she uses here, complaining about others still wearing masks. What's it to you? Why does it bother you about other uh, what other people do? That's a fair enough question. Live and let live. Okay. And yes, she writes, some establishments still require masks. It's their right. If you don't wear, uh, want to wear a mask, it's not hard. Don't patronize that business. Folks, so then by her own tweet, by her own tweet, if we applied that same logic, we should say, what are you doing on an airline who is required by federal mandate? Careful, it's not an actual law. It's a mandate. Um that they still have masks and she's not, she shouldn't have been, she shouldn't have been on there by her own logic and tweet. These folks are such, such hypocrites. I, it's all over the place. Now, no word if she holds her breath like Eric Garcetti does. Maybe she was holding her breath the whole flight. I don't know. There's no way for us to know. Garcetti said that there's no way to pass it if you hold your breath. So maybe there's something to this <laughs> um, as she held her breath uh, for a couple hours. Who knows? But anyway. It's just, it's worth noting that the people who are on the TV, you know, the, the, the pundits, the talking heads and so forth, so many of them are, I mean, hypocritical pretenders when you get down to it. Friends, got to take a time out, come back and wrap up for the day. Sit tight back here in just a minute. My friends, final segment here of the program. Don't have a whole lot of time. I do want to tell you that we are launching a new series, a uh, new column, if you will, that you can get by, not yet, almost, uh, by subscribing to our, um, to receive it by email. And it's called the conservative, it's just conservative, not bitter column. Um, but we're doing a series here that I'll talk more about as time goes along uh, that we're calling Common common ground not my the the series is designed to show that we have commonality with a lot of rank and file democrats without compromising our values and principles and i think there's a lot of common ground that we share and i think we better find a way to capitalize on that bridge the gap change this country for the better gotta go sdg folks see tomorrow take care